What's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode 452 of Flow Wrestling Radio Live. I'm your host, Christian Piles, on a special Wednesday. My last FRL of the week, unfortunately, but fortunately, it's for a good reason. I'm going to Iowa. Joined today by the one and only Ben Askren. He's excited. How many D1 matches have you been to this year, Benjamin? This year? Oh, man. Well, listen, I went to the Cougar Clash. I went to Midlands. Um... That might be it. Oh, wow. uh, I, went, I, went, I went to NC State, Virginia. Um, nice. Maybe I just forget about them. Yeah. Are you the going Cougar to- Clash? I got to watch a lot of matches of the Cougar Clash, and that was uh, all teams I had a high level of interest in. So I was happy about that one. I can't say I remember what the Cougar Clash was. <laughs> That's that one where I, well, a lot of teams are starting to do this where they have like eight eight Division One teams in, so they get all Division One matches as opposed to going to open tournaments. Uh huh. Uh, so Southern Illinois, Edwardsville hosted it. Wisconsin was there. Missouri was there. Michigan State. Uh, and so I think they had eight teams. And so, um, you know, everyone got all D1 matches. I think teams were able to bring up the 15 wrestlers on their team. Um, yeah, some solid brackets. I thought it might have had something to do with moms or something. And so now, <laughs> oh, now, now. That's, that's what's going to happen with Nomad in Minnesota. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's going to disappear for a whole week. His phone will be mysteriously be broken. And no one will know where he is. Oh, my goodness. Okay. <laughs> hey, um, the Wrestling Nomad. I'm giving him the floor. He has a special announcement. Uh, Thanks, CP. So around the time that uh, I started following Flow and began the process of working here and got my account, is around the same time FRL started. Boy, everyone's um, going to think this is a really dramatic announcement. This now. is a really dramatic announcement. It's not I worked really on this. Dramatic. I worked on this for a while. <laughs> Everyone's like, I worked oh, no. on this for a while. I was, I was, I was, oh, boy. I had a lot of things I wanted to, to say. I'm going to try to keep it short. But um, anyway, so, so FRL has been a, a really big part of, of my experience with Flow, um, both as like a fan and an employee. Um, and I wasn't brought on to do FRL, but I've, it's become a part of like, you know, the one of the daily things that I do here. And, um, if you have listened to Flow for a long time, you know that CP has said that uh, we should do five shows a week. Um, and because of how big it's it's grown, we now have the team to do that. And so myself and Bray and Spay, we're going to be doing – we're going <clears> to <throat> be spearheading the Monday-Friday FRLs and, um, you know, the, the recap stuff that you and, and Sam Herring did on Friday night. So uh, more content for you guys and – on Mondays and Fridays, and then also uh, Spay and I are, are uh, really committed to reviving who's number one on the show because we have an immense offering of rankings that we want to share with you guys. So you're going to still get the dream team of uh, Ben CP and KB on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and then uh, you know rotating cast of myself, David Bray, Andrew Spay, and probably JD Raider on Mondays and Fridays. So FRL five days a week. Yeah, baby. Uh, you guys will have to start and end your week with me, which I'm pretty stoked about. <laughs> and then in the middle, uh, you get these knuckleheads. It all so. begins and ends with Nomad. Yes, yeah. the Alpha and Omega, the wrestling Nomad. <clears throat> so, yeah, I think this is cool. Um, so I Listen, I, I, from an outside perspective, when you guys said five days a week, I kind of thought, like, wow, how is that going to happen? You, know, this, you guys probably talked about it maybe a year ago. And so for it to actually happen, people will – I've I've listened to every episode of FRL now, whether I've been on it or whether I, you guys have just produced it. Five days a week of wrestling, that, that is so awesome. I'm so pumped. Yeah, and what what's cool about this, this is like the natural progression of things for 
a person like person here at Flow. Like it started out uh, on Cesar Chavez HQ with Bracky and Nomad just sitting on the couch and occasionally chiming in, and then the more they got involved, particularly Nomad, the more apparent it was that this is a voice that should be heard more and more, and they became more prominently featured in the show. And so, um, obviously, Nomad is awesome and crushed over there. So this is the natural progression is that he and Bray, and you'll get to see more more voices, which is another thing that FRL has kind of lacked is, like, diversity of thought. Cause not, uh, for a variety of reasons, but, one, not everyone wants to get up this this early and, and get ready ah. for the show. <laughs> But, Wait, so uh, what, what time what time will Nomad Show start at? So the Monday one I think is going to be at nine thirty or ten. Um, okay. And I don't know what time the Friday one. Yeah, I mean we're still kind of working everything out, and um, you know the, the naming conventions that people kind of know the difference between the Monday Friday ones and and the ones with you guys on Tuesday Wednesday Thursday. So and then you know getting a solidified time slot for for who's number one. And you know, Space got uh, also his own podcast now. So we're really trying to expand our um, and diversify the number of shows and podcasts that we offer to you guys. I mean, just FRL itself, it's grown from what did it start like thirty, forty-five minute show, mm-hmm. and then it went to now we do ninety minutes to two hours easily, three times a week. Went from a podcast to live show to studio component. Mm-hmm. Like it's just grown to a feature and length film. Yeah, because some of them are. <laughs> You can actually watch the FRL in IMAX theaters now. A lot of people don't know I, that. I, I got a question. No, okay. Nomad, how often will you be letting Sion on your show? Uh, Sion is not welcome on our show. <laughs> no. What? No. What? I don't know. I don't like how much. What? I don't like how much. That's a good first sound. decision, Nomad. An anti Sion podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah, what if it was just <laughs> called the anti Sion podcast? <laughs> that would be hilarious. Oh. But it's also Man, awkward so because we're we're doing this and we have to immediately call the bullpen tomorrow. Mm. So I'm leaving the show here in a couple minutes just to go start doing work. But then CP won't be here tomorrow, so I'll be back on tomorrow. Yeah. But so, then, kind of Friday, we'll start the uh, the the new and improved FRL. Yeah. Wow. Whoa. So yeah, it's cool. Uh, what what else is cool is like the the other FRLs we're going to be doing. They don't. Um, as great as the studio is and being able to have all the bells and whistles and functionality of the studios, the flexibility that this new thing has is that like something crazy, a piece of breaking news drops or a, an amazing dual result happens. We can just like get on the computer and, and do a show really quick, which uh, I think is something that's been missed and is going to be really helpful. So excited for that. Excited for uh, Nomad and Bray to embark on this new path of wrestling content creation. Yeah. So I'll, I'll see, end up seeing you guys tomorrow All right, uh, and Friday. But uh, have a good show, boys. All right. Thanks, buddy. Thanks, see you man. Soon. Okay. So it's the uh, – as as I mentioned, it's the Iowa-Penn State preview show because we won't be able to do this tomorrow. But really, more than anything, is Kyle Brackey – could Kyle Brackey play himself by having a child and is not going to be able to enjoy Casey's Pizza? Because Ben Askren, yeah. you pulled it off. <laughs> We're going to oh, have live live on the show. I tweeted them yesterday, and they got back to us. Yes, they were. Yes, it's awesome. And also, I mean, we were looking at the uh, engagement numbers. Casey's has never had a tweet blow up like this, as mm-hmm. far as I can tell. Mega retweets and likes. If you compare it to the other ones, I mean, you know, I'm just saying. And also, what is so interesting to me is like Casey's. You drive by Casey's, you're like, this is a gas station, right? It's called a general store, sure. But all their tweets are pizza. That's all they tweet. They don't talk about their... Well, that's what they know for. 
sugar cookies, donuts. It's it's pizza. 90, it's 95% <laughs> pizza. People buying pizza and the various pizzas they have. So they they're really they're all in on the on the pizza thing. Should we scoot it's over good. there? Yeah, should we scoot? I mean, we're going to center off this something. You can, you can only eat like one or two pieces of Casey's pizza cuz it's so unhealthy, but it is delicious for that one or two pieces that you eat. That's how, true. How health conscious are you are you actually, Ben? Uh, not very, but I don't, I don't try to be like, I don't try to gorge myself. And I feel like if I ate like four pieces of Casey's pizza, I'd be like, Oh God, I feel terrible. I shouldn't have done that. No, that kind of thing. You're going to, you're going to be calling the duel on Friday night and you're just going to be house and pizza. You're not going to realize how much you ate. And then by the end of it, you're going to feel amazing. Yeah. Casey's pizza is incredible. That's going to be so fun. That could happen. All right, so uh, I can't wait till they're the title sponsor of the show. That would we'll be... close with that. Yes, that <laughs> yeah, needs to happen. That would be so awesome. At least have our they need to at least be the title sponsor for our Friday night broadcast. This is Penn State Iowa on full wrestling, brought to you by Casey's General Store. <laughs> yes. All right. Do they have those in Wisconsin? Uh, I think they're creeping into like the southeast quadrant of the, or I'm sorry, southwest <laughs> quadrant of the state that touches Iowa. You know, there is a border there between the two states. Um, I know we had one close to my house at, in Missouri when I lived there, so I know they're moving south. Mm-hmm. I don't know where else Casey's moving. You could maybe Google uh, Casey's map, but I think obviously it, it starts in Iowa and then it expands probably outward from there. Casey's I'm, expansion I'm heat map. I mean, it's as far north as Fargo, North Dakota. We know that. Yeah. Uh, it's Fargo, absolutely. You know the one thing that the, the Midwest doesn't have that all my kids go nuts for whenever we go out east is the sheets. You guys know about the sheets? Oh, yeah. That's, yeah. that's like a staple in uh, Virginia. We don't have those. We don't have those at all. It's pretty – yeah, it's a good one. It has a lot. When Stanton, Virginia got a sheets, it was a it was a really big day. There's a Casey's as far south as Oklahoma. Oh, my goodness. We're not that far. And Ohio, oh. in Ohio? Wow. Oh, we got we got a live text from Coach Bono. There is a Casey's in Madison, Wisconsin. I can't think of where it's at, though. I'm trying to think of where the Casey's is. And I, I don't we'll, know. Co- we'll, Coach Bono, tell us where exactly <laughs> it is in Madison. Yeah, I'm glad we have I'm Bono sure. on the horn here. <laughs> yeah. um, all right, so while we wait for the <laughs> updates, that's what we're here for, the Casey's uh, updates. But until that time, why don't we get into something small like the Iowa-Penn State duel? Where a couple of notes, Tom Brand said no Max Murin. Uh, Carter Happel has to be ready. What's and the deal there? What can I'm sure it, it's injury. A, well, yeah, but do we have an injury update? Is there like I don't I don't remember anything happening in the last match that he wrestled. No, I mean he's been wearing the massive shoulder brace. <laughs> I would oh, imagine, God. guys. I got, I got, I'm getting just all blown up right now. There's also one in Oshkosh. I'm getting all my Wisconsin people texting me. None of the big sexy Scott Cleaver just texting me. There's one in Oshkosh. Wow, big sexy. Sounds like someone that <laughs> loves Casey's Pizza. You guys know about big sexy Scott Cleaver? He's uh, a Wisconsin state, state director. His son wrestles in North Carolina. Oh, okay, cool. No, he's yeah. on. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah, he's oh, on got, Facebook Live ran, right now too. And he runs the Cheesehead. So you got, you guys should know him. Oh wow. Yes. Yeah. There you go. You don't know about the cheesehead? That is the toughest Wisconsin Yes, I know. I know. You better know about the cheesehead. It is the toughest one we have. I know. It's all you got. All right. Here we go. Oh, you're going to. We're going to bring the way. This is like the second or third time you bashed on Wisconsin. We're going to come after you, Piles. Well, you called Cole Martin a turkey sandwich wrestler. You were not happy about that. What is that? Hold on. 
one, that's not an insult. Two, is that an attack on the state of Wisconsin? We took it as that. I, I read the forums. <laughs> perhaps yeah, perhaps you t- you're, maybe, you're a little sensitive, perhaps. And the other dunk is uh, the Manitowoc County, which that's a self-dunk. <laughs> Y'all dunked on yourselves when you set up Stephen Avery and Brendan Dassey. All right. I can't defend that one. <laughs> Y'all, you just have to take that out. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I don't know if we have a Casey's in Manitowoc. <laughs> oh man, I don't know about that. Okay. Oh wow, wow. So we'll just do weight by weight stuff. Um, as far as other, you know, Penn State's probables, you can't really read much into those, but they do have Bergie and Pfeiffer listed. But I think that's been the case for the last couple of weeks. So I have no yeah. reason to believe we'll see Bergie here. But if there was a time to bring him out. This would be a good time. This would be opportune. And I actually think if he was at his best, I mean, this guy's on the U23 world team. Uh, if he was at his best, he could make things interesting against Caleb Young. Is he ready to win that match? I have no idea, but he can make things interesting. But yeah, I, I mean, obviously, Berge was someone a lot of people were thinking could do really good things this year, 187 pounds. They were, uh, man, they were to say, you know, they were, a lot of people were crediting the weight cut for him not having a great season last season. And it was, you know, he was top 12-ish most of the season. Um, and a lot of people were uh, looking forward to his improvement at 157 pounds. And obviously, we haven't been able to see him all because he's been injured. Uh, but I think if he's in, that's for sure. Uh, I don't want to say it's not a toss-up match. Caleb Young is a favorite, but it's definitely one that Bergie can win. Yes. They also had um, an or situation at 49 with Verclearing and Gardner. Yeah, and I, I don't know. I mean, the thing is, McLaren doesn't get pinned that much. I don't think he would get pinned by by Lugo. But do do they throw, after getting pinned by Puritan, do you say, hey, maybe we need to put out Gardner just for bonus preservation? Do you say, or is the decision made that McLaren's their guy and, and they're going with him at 49 long term? I, I, I'm assuming it's that. I think it's got to be that, doesn't it? Yeah. McLaren won the... Uh, at Black Knight 3-2. And yeah. so I think for that reason, I don't think there's anything but differentiating those two. I'm, I'm going to look it up so I don't misspeak. Hey, actually, I got I got a um, a correction to make from yesterday. Can I make a correction? Yes, this is the correction uh, section. Correction section. One of my, one of my uh, friends, John Veal, commented that I was wrong on the Mark Hall match. I thought it was 7-3, okay? He comes to practice. He, he team, was watching the show live and commented on flow. I said, hey, listen, you're wrong. Hall was going to get the major. And I, and I, uh, so he told me that again tonight. I locked it. He actually brought the matchup. It was eight to two when Hall was cutting him. And so it would have been eight to three. I thought it was seven to three. If you got another takedown and ride time, it's 11 to three. So Hall would have gotten the major. Yes. I, I messed that up yesterday. Huge mess up. We had big to mess delete. up. That's a big difference. We had to delete the show completely and totally. <laughs> Shut up. Yeah, we're just starting uh, over. So that's the that's the lineup changes. There aren't many. I think we'll see pretty much everyone's starters beyond that who we've been seeing, starting at 125, Spencer, Meredith. And one thing I was thinking about, if the draw, if they go to the flip for the start weight, does Penn State consider starting at not 125, kind of like what Ohio yes. State does? They're pretty traditional – they traditionally like to start at 25 too, though. So I wonder if they'll – does Kale buy into the whole momentum, want to get, start on the right foot thing or 
I mean, I wouldn't start at one twenty five if if I had the opportunity. You know, Spencer Lee. That's like you guys. You guys were clickbaiting yesterday. You threw out that post that says, "How does Brandon Meredith stack up against Spencer Lee?" We know how it stacks up. It's first period tech. Yeah. I, I mean, know. if there were betting odds on this, it would be pin Spencer Lee plus uh, plus four hundred tech fall Spencer Lee minus seven thousand. Yeah. Major or decision plus eight hundred. Like it's gonna be a tech fall. Yeah, I agree. You know what's um, you know what's interesting when you're setting lines for Spencer Lee, you can't even set it at 15. It has to be like 16 or 17 and a half points. It has to be beyond the technical well, fall I, limitation because he I, gets I, to 18. I just think Spencer Lee wouldn't have a, uh, an over under line. It would just be you know how is he going to win? Is it going to be a pin? Is it going to be by a tech fall? It'll be by a major or decision. And you know the chances he wins by decision is uh you're going to win a lot of money if somehow you win that bet. Thinking about some of the best bonus scores we, we've had recently, David Taylor, Zane, Bo, it's really rare that you have someone – those guys had a very diverse way of, of scoring points, and Spencer does too, but his thing is so – it's every time. It's like he gets the first takedown, and he does the same turn basically every single time. It, I, it's interesting to see someone so like single threaded. This is the one way they get it, and it's completely well. well I think it's it, more... it's not single threaded CP because <clears throat> he does have about five or six things he can do from from getting the wrist. But I mean, yes, all all of it starts with him getting the wrist, right? I mean, but he does a lot of things from there. It's it is eighty five percent of the time the reinforced bar tilt. So he does a roll through tilt. He does a reinforced bar tilt. He does a bar. He does a bar half. I guess that's four things. But it's four. But yes, you're right. He's so good at getting. He's usually so good at getting his number one. He never has to go to the other stuff. Yeah, yeah. So I guess my point is, it's so it's it's more interesting to me because everyone knows the exact thing he's going to do from the top position, and there's just they are powerless to do anything about it. Yeah, like it's it's pretty rare. Yes. Even Zane, it it would take a while before he would like yeah. get your foot and wrench you over. It was kind of difficult and like taylor's thing was like you never knew which way he was coming mm-hmm. i mean he would tilt you this yeah. way crab cradle it was all over the place maybe ed was a little more single threaded through the cradle but it's just spencer's like chops on this side gets the wrist head lever starts rolling mm-hmm. and it's it's over it's really yeah. it's fantastic and it's it's really rare it's it's i mean i've never seen yeah. anything quite uh, like i said that. I said there's never been anyone in the history of wrestling who's such a guaranteed six points so fast. I mean, we're talking first 90 seconds of every single match almost. Yeah. Guaranteed six point, you know, two and two and four. Um, I, I just looked at his stats. The last, so the, the previous two years, his bonus was good, but when you compare it to the all-timers, um, it's not it's not that great. It was 75 and 73% the last two years. So obviously, if you're saying a regular person, that is an extremely high bonus rate. Yeah. If you're saying against the all-timers, well, that is that doesn't stack up that high, right? We talked about Zane had one year where I think it was only one or two that he missed. We had David, same thing. So you know he's in the upper eighties, ninety percent. This year, Spencer's at a hundred. Um, you know, one twenty five is not nearly as tough as it was last year, in my opinion. So if he keeps it going, uh, he he could get damn near a hundred. He really could. He's so good with that series. Yeah, and what what's the who's he going to hit at Big Tens this year? Well, what's well, we're going to pitch for. Pitch first, obviously. He lost the pitch last year. Right. But when you think, when you watch pitch versus Alex Mackle or 
um, Jay Schwarm. It's like it's hard to imagine pitch keeping it close against Spencer again, but then you have that match in your head from last year where it beat him. And so maybe, maybe he does it. I don't know. We, we likely saw the big 10 final matchup earlier this season. Devin Schroeder. Oh boy. So he's going to go early. He's Spencer. Lee's going to go early termination through big tens in all likelihood. Well, what about pitch? Are you not giving pitch a chance? I'm saying I'm well. I'm just saying at the Big Ten tournament. Yeah, I'm. I'm oh, not at the Big Ten. Yeah, so like he'll wrestle the Big Tens. He'll probably have four, three or four matches, all early termination. Correct. Which I bet yeah, has not been done correct. many times. But yeah, I, I'm. Yeah, the pitch match is definitely one. But I also, I'm also wondering is Spencer just on a different level this year? I think just he comple- is completely and totally. I do too. I do too. I think I mean I think I think the problem was all in his mind last year and whatever that problem was he he's figured it out he's solved it he's thought through it maybe it's a year of maturity maybe it's being a lead you know being a leader on the team does things for people frequently so um, yeah I, I think it's a different Spencer this year I, it, it for sure is and so if pitch, can pitch do something similar to last year or keep it close I think it's possible but man I, I really don't I see him having a hard time. Uh, stopping that early takedown and start turning from uh, Spencer. One point you you made about about Spencer and how he's kind of you know you played the old T Rowe Funky clip where you said he's the, he was the game yeah. changer and this and that. How much and and part of the reason why Iowa is where it is right now and th- they're wrestling so well. How much of the team success that they're having do you think is helping Spencer as well? That he's like more confident, maybe a little more loose. Whereas like maybe in the years prior. He yeah. felt like it was all on him. Now he's got ten really good well, dudes. Is that making it easier for him? I, I don't. So I don't know. I don't know if, it, if the thought that it was all on him is a, is a consideration. What I guess kind of how I probably thought about it is whenever that upstart freshman comes in and people give him so much attention, there's always pushback from the upperclassmen. Whether he's a great dude and doing all the right things or or anything else, there's always pushback from the upperclassmen because there is obviously it's a natural human. Uh, emotion that there's some jealousy surrounding mm-hmm. that and so I, I don't listen I wasn't around the program I, I don't know but just understanding how organizations work I bet there was some of that and now I'm assuming you know the team have embraced him all the new guys have embraced him um, and he's in a lot more comfortable place than he was and, and you know everyone gets along and listen I don't think Spencer's the only leader I the way it appears Alex Marinelli is a pretty big leader also um, the Santo yeah. he's an he's an energy leader right he's like damn energizer's bunny so I, I think Spencer is probably just in a different place than he was, and I don't know that at all for a fact, but that's kind of my guess. The team seems especially engaged when DeSanto's wrestling. Yeah. <laughs> like, they're just extra. Yeah. They're almost like laughing, smiling the whole time. I, I think they just get a kick out of his energy, as it's, I think it's more like, the nation does. Oh, man, this poor guy that he's, <laughs> yeah, like, wrestling right now. Yeah. Yeah. No, Everyone gets a kick out of Austin DeSanto. Hey, did you uh did you get any of that jealousy at your freshman year at Missouri? Chris Pendleton's um, throwing up on you. You're getting all this extra attention. Not, re- you know what? From a couple people, but for the most part, it was like, and you know, it was the vibe I felt when I went there. Um, all the upperclassmen were awesome. And a lot of them are my my best friends to this day. You know, Mark Bader, Jeremy Spates, Tyron Woodley, and I and I could just keep going. Go, you know, those are guys that you guys know. Um, but the the upperclassmen at Missouri were awesome, and so. There was just this vibe of we want to get better, and so anyone that comes in to help us do that, and anyone who's willing to work hard, we're we're in on that person. 
Um, and so that you know that was the vibe I got. But you know, you see, I, I see it a lot now. Obviously, I coach high school wrestling, I coach the club, so I kind of get to see the dynamics of a lot of different high schools all mm-hmm. all in my room. That's that's definitely the vibe you get all the time. Got it. Yeah. Do you see that? Did you see that at uh, Buffalo Gap High School ever? <laughs> No, not not so much. There was it was pretty rare. There was like a young hot shot that would ever come in. Our, our little league. You program, never had a young hot shot. We had one. We had one kid. It was good. Um, maybe rub rub think kids the wrong way, but it was. But no, yeah. not it really didn't happen that much. Okay, it, it was just right. a. Di- it's cool. a different. You just have to. You know what? You just come to Buffalo Gap. You'll. you'll I've, I've, ne- I've never been. I've never. You been haven't there. been. You know. Wait. You never were at the Bison Duels. Never, man. Never ever. That was oh, pretty good. Man. We went five and zero a couple of years there. Not to brag. <laughs> um, used to be actually really tough. So one thirty three. If you're if you're Penn State, where do you where would you want to start? Let's say you win the toss, mm-hmm. you can choose. Where do you start? Man, I think you start at sixty five. You get a chance Ooh, to come. It can go. It can be a major backfire. It could be the ultimate yeah. backfire. But you could also. These are the highlighted circle matches, and, and Coach Brands even talked about this. He's like, everyone's talking about 65 and 74, but that's a disservice to the rest of the duel. Fair, but everyone's talking about 65 and 74 because those are the yeah. marquee matches with the, where the number ones and number twos, and they're hitting each other. So if Penn State wants to come in and suck the air out of Carver mm-hmm. as best as that's possible, you come in, and if Marinelli wins, and then uh, yeah, Hall, uh, or excuse me, Chinzo yeah, and Chenzo. Hall yeah. – Come out and win. That's that's an interesting dynamic. Then you've got a true freshman Assad against their true freshman. How's that going to yeah. go? That's exactly where you start, I think. And then yeah, and then obviously Kassar versus um, um, Shakur. You know that that's one that could go that way. So I, I mean, I think if you really want to, you'd say from a, this is from a spectator, but seventy four. Because then if there is a possibility of Penn State upsetting, you end with Chenzo Marinella. Uh, Chenzo Marinelli, which is going to be an awesome match at the end. So you could potentially, you know, I think you're more for sure that you're going to win Hall versus uh, Kemmer than you are Chenzo versus Marinelli, right? Right. Yes. So that could be one also that you start with. It'll be interesting because Kale's not been a guy that usually likes to start anywhere but but 25. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that 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 would be yeah that would be my choice for sure. And then you know the back half's going to be tough, but. I don't no. think they're going to cancel the 25 and 33 matches. So those are going to have to happen. But 33. Oh, 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 wait, are you counting RBY out? No way. I'm not. Of course not. I of think course it, I'm not. Okay. I, I think it is unlikely. I think it's unlikely. Um, I, you know, um, DeSantis was wrestling so good. So I think it is unlikely that he wins. But I, I think you got to count him in a little bit. It's especially unlikely at Carver, where we yeah. saw DeSanto t- took it out of Nick Suriano. But yeah, you can't count them out. I mean, what what are the keys for for RBY in this one? You know, their NCAA match was super close until the Merkel, right? And you know, somewhat yes. controversial. Uh-huh. We were replaying all these takedowns, and I forget which the what the controversial scenario was in that one. I'm not sure it was super controversial, but remember, RBY ran DeSanto into the table. Oh, I know mm, what it was. Yeah. It was like a rear-standing takedown, I think, that DeSanto got against RBY, where RBY like did a quick knee slide and was up and away, and then they ended up in the table. It was kind of a a wild scenario. Uh, did, they, did they wrestle multiple times, or was it just the one time? Twice. So they wrestled Twice, at... Yeah. Um, Big 10, DeSanto came out and just blitzed them. Like, yeah. 
so he got the Merkel the first time around, um, and RBY's hand touched. That's two. Yeah. Man, it was it was like as soon as he got the two, DeSanto kicked his leg out and let him go. Yeah. DeSanto likes to throw it from that wizard seatbelt position. He likes to throw the boot in. It's always kind of like Sebastian. Dude, it's so dangerous. When Sebastian Rivera does it, it looks like so smooth. And like Logan Steber was really good at it. When DeSanto does it, it doesn't look like it looks a little more forced or something. But I haven't seen it fight him at this point. Yeah, DeSanto had a major at Big Tens going into the third and kind of shut it down and RBY scored, I think, a couple takedowns to make it, like, 12-7 yeah, yeah. or something like that. Yeah, I, I, I just looked. It was 12-8. Yeah. But yeah so what, what are the keys for, for RBY, Ben? Uh, he's got to slow – I mean, this is the key versus anyone against uh, DeSanto. you got to slow the match down. Uh, you got to try to get on top. You got to – I mean, getting on top, and then if you can ride him for a while, like uh, – oh, my gosh, what's our man from Nebraska? What's his name? Ridge, Ridge. Lovett. Ridge, love it. You can do something like that. I mean, that 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 shortens the match. And DeSanto does seem to, for what it's worth, kind of get himself tired from all the energy on bottom. He's not super efficient. So um, if you can ride him for a while, and then, you know he's he's been better this year than he has been in past years. Um, but that you know, if RBY has a hope, that's it. So it's weather the storm. Maybe you're only down one going into the second. Although yeah. it's kind of weird because yeah. the storm is actually at the end with Austin. So well, it can be in the beginning the seven too. Storm. <laughs> but sometimes he does blitz. I mean, to what Kyle said, he does blitz people sometimes. Mm-hmm. Where uh, you know he comes out and gets those first takedowns really fast, and just kind of they, they they don't match his intensity off the bat, and he kind of gets much takedowns like that. I also do not think RBY will be able to wrestle with his hand up behind his back like he did at NCAA's. Yeah, Carver will. They will. He will get called for that. <laughs> they're going to throw ice cream at him. Yeah. They're just going to get Santa like ice cream. They're going to throw it on the mat. Was that unsportsmanlike? Because we don't get to watch DeSanto do his dump. It's avoiding wrestling. <laughs> now, yeah, where do, I was. That was going to be my uh, next question, Ben. Where do you call? Where do you? Do you have to present your elbow to the to your wrestler? What's wrong with hiding your? Hiding your uh, I, elbow. I think you can hide your elbow if you do other stuff with it, but I don't think you can hide your elbow if you just hide your elbow and stand there in your stance. I don't think that's acceptable. I agree with um, that. And it and Kyle's right. Carver and Carver Hawkeye. They're, they're gonna be put. They ain't gonna fly. Yes, that dog won't hunt. Casey's pizza will be flying from the. <laughs> be raining breakfast pizza on Roman if he hides his elbow. I Seth Gross was doing it too. I mean, a lot of guys are doing it. Uh, I'm curious yeah. to see the game. Well, plan it's smart. I mean, it does. DeSanto wants to get that that uh, hand on the tricep so bad that when they when they pull it back, it, it really frustrates him. Yes, I still I still have visions of Austin DeSanto wrestling freestyle. I really want to see it. I want him to go. to He's gonna do it sometime. You think it's gonna happen? Yeah, yeah it's got to. Doesn't have some guys are just like I don't. Do... What's he gonna do after college? I don't know. What's he gonna do after college? What's, what's Austin DeSanto's I, he, major? Oh my god! Hang on. Oh, I, yeah, listen, yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna be his manager. I'm I'm gonna call these guys <laughs> and say, "Listen, bro, we need you fighting people in a cage." No, no, no. That. I don't want yeah, him in a we cage. Do. I no. I just I never really thought about Austin DeSanto fighting people. I just thought about it. It needs to happen. Recreation management. Oh boy, he just wants to play. <laughs> Recreation management. That's good. Okay, that means. That means he's on a wrestling track. He's going to be around the sport, I think. Hopefully, or a fighter coaching. A fighter, I I think he he needs a couple quads. We need to really see. The okay. problem is he's probably not a fifty-seven. 
Unless you tell him he's a 57, and then he, maybe he'll go. But maybe we can bulk him up to 65 or something. I don't know. Oof, yeah, he's gonna be he's gonna be a tweener. Okay, so final. Uh, we both say five for Spencer, right? Oh yeah, Tech Fall. And then what do you say for Desanto RBY? Desanto decision. I do too. I agree. Now this is uh, this is an opportunity here for for Penn State. Yep. Carter Happel versus Nick Lee. Nick Lee going to be a big favorite here. He would have been a, a sizable favorite against Max Murin. He beat him last year at least one time, I think twice. Uh, with, Happel is a solid guy. He'd be a starter a lot of different places. It was a major for Pletcher against him. Yeah, he got a late takedown stall call to make it a major. I tend to yeah. lean major decision in this one. I uh, Yeah. I don't think this is a good candidate for Carver Magic. I just think mm-hmm. the skill disparity is too vast in this one. And Nick Lee is just like so he's just he's not gonna try to play it close. He's just gonna try to score the whole time. Yes. He's gonna blitz you. Yeah, he's a he's a blitzer. So mm-hmm. I see I see this as a major, although maybe there should be a little more respect for <clears throat> Happel and Carver and how much no. momentum could be in his Ben says no. No. Major, come on, stop beating around the bush. Stop beating around the bush. I'm Mr. Nick Lee. This is a major for <laughs> sure. You do, you do love, yeah, you do love Nick Lee. Hard. I love Nick Lee. I think he's really good. Well, some people are comparing him <laughs> to Zane, and I think, well, now what are you talking about? That is like out there. That is like being written by like journalists and people. Who? I've there's an article about it. I'll I'll try to oh, find it. God. Yeah, that's it's a little audacious for me, but he's mm-hmm. he's outstanding. And we're talking Zane Rutherford, one of the best to ever do it. Um, yeah, that that that's how that's how outrageous, totally. outrageous, audacious. If they're really a journalist, they should be they should be fired. <laughs> now, <laughs> don't talk about another man's job, Ben. That's the rule. Uh, <clears throat> Forty nine Lugo versus for clearing. Lugo's look good, just coming off a loss. I got, I got some updates on Verclaren stats. Okay? I thought I thought it was first... gonna be another Casey's Pizza location, <laughs> so I'm glad this is Verclaren related. Um, Casey's they're they're gonna owe me a franchise by the end of this show. <laughs> um, okay, his first year a two point loss. His only two losses: a two point loss and a three point loss. His next year two point loss, one point loss, one point loss, two point loss, two point loss. He did get pinned though by Matt Zavatsky. I don't know what happened in that match, but he got decked. And then the following year, one point loss, Sun Victory loss, and he got decked by Purinton. So if he loses by points, it's generally only two points or three points or one point. Never more than that, ever. Or pinned. Or he gets pinned. He's going to be pinned twice. So I'm going to go two-point loss. Uh, yeah, I think this is a decision. 5-2 um, is like what I – that is yeah. the score I have in my mind. I don't see this one as being particularly competitive. Verklin is just such a reluctant leg attacker. And what I've yep. – I mean, he likes to just – Get on the single leg. Verclaren does a spin around defense. It's just they're going to be ready for that. He, what yeah. Verclaren lacks is the second th- or another option he does when guys are in on his leg. And one thing we've seen from Lugo outside of the Sasso thing, which Sasso is a transcendent, not transcendent, but a super elite leg defender, is Lugo's really improved his finishes. So yeah, I see yeah. him able to navigate that. He won't be able to get his reattacks going because I don't think – Clearance going to attack much. And that's, if you watch, yeah. the, like, as we mentioned in the Sasso match, a lot of his stuff was coming off 
go behind reattack stuff. But I don't think that'll be there. But it's still it's a win for Patricio. Um. Hey, and side note, because you, you just brought him up. I, I watched a whole bunch of Sasso, like I mentioned, and one of the things I think he's going to have to evolve is he really only does the one scramble. He forces the, I call it the Trello position, um, a lot. He's really, really good at it. Um, but besides that, he doesn't do any leg passing. He doesn't do any far ankle. So it, do, it does limit him. If people know what's coming. He's so good at it, he still gets it fairly frequently, but it's going to become more and more difficult. So if he diversifies, it's going to really help him moving forward. Chirella, when heads inside and you lock around the crotch, kind of, and slide your yeah, hips yeah. over. Well, you don't want to be in the crotch. If you're in the crotch, it's not good. You want to be actually lower on the leg and higher on the body. Got it. These are the these Sorry. are the finer details that I would miss. My, my technical points are having to come out. If you're in the crotch, there's too much freedom over their legs to move. And actually, you know, the, the one key point, and you know who does this the best is Yanni, is you're – elbow needs to say glued to his knee once it slides up even a couple inches they can pop their leg out of there and then you're stuck in their crotch again if they if they're starting to defend you yanni he's got got a magnet on his elbow to the other guy's knee and that's why he's so effective there mm. he actually might have magnets in his elbows yeah he had a lot <laughs> he had a lot of surgery on his elbows there's an elbow situation with yanni we cannot deny yeah we can't rule that out and the and they added a magnet while the, while he was there. Yes. Yeah. Just throw a couple magnets in there, <laughs> some sort of sensor when it gets near the knee. That way I can just keep it in there. Oh man. <laughs> uh, I wouldn't put it past Yanni. He's always looking for the next yeah. level. Yeah, he's uh-huh. really good there. Jaggers was really good there. So that's the yes. so for in your in your opinion, that's like the next evolution for Sasso. He needs to get like a far ankle or a pass or something. Yeah, he, he just needs to add more so he's more creative. And then because when you get more creative, people don't know what's coming, and then they'll forget about how good he is at the other one, and then he'll get the other one more often also. He hit a pass. He hit a pass this weekend for sure. I think against Brayton. He, he, uh, yeah, he did. It was I nice, remember him trying he, to come but, out the back door. It was, yeah. it was definitely this weekend. So he has But it. he doesn't do it all. It's really, yeah, it's really limited. He, he really forces the one position a whole lot. Sorry to get us off track. I, I have ADHD. That's on track, that. Ben. That's on track. <laughs> oh, okay. That's, that's the it point. Is. Okay. Yeah. All right. That's good. I remember. Okay, 57. I remember when, well, now that we're off track, let's remain there. I was going to say, <laughs> I remember when when I was a, a, a coach and buying your, your scramble DVDs, Ben, DVDs, yeah. you said that Leg Pass was on, on the way out. I, yeah, I, I still th- I think people who use the leg pass frequently, I think it's something that should be used every once in a while as a lapse ditch. But people who go to it like in the beginning, it's just such a waste of time. And well, especially now with the count, the way they count, it is being like limited greatly. Yes. Okay. So, yeah. Fifty-seven. It is used once in a while. Yes. Sorry. Go ahead. No, you're good. Fifty-seven. Pfeiffer versus Young. I think this – I mean, I think Pfeiffer, right? It would be kind of interesting right. if, you know, the dream is this. The dream. I, I would like a close duel. I mean, that that would be fun. It would be great drama if it yeah. came down to the last thing. If comes down to 57, they start at 65, and out comes Brady Berge versus Caleb Young. They, they break him out for this one. That would be really interesting. Unlikely we see that, I, I think, uh, unless they think he's so, so ready – they're going to play the long game. I don't think it's something they they would mess around with. But that being said, I think we have to just go young Pfeiffer on this one. And Pfeiffer's tough, yes. but he's uh, – this is one that I think a lopsided decision, probably not a major. I'm, I'm going to go same thing. Decision, I don't see it getting into the major territory. Bo, Bo wrestled um, Ryan Deacon relatively close. 
You know, we didn't he get did. major, no bonus points. So uh, I'm taking Young by decision. Yes, that that's actually his worst loss of the year is six zero. So he keeps he keeps yeah. it close. He's he's interesting. Uh, he he wrestled Rob pretty tough. Yeah, he lost. He okay. couldn't get off bottom. Though. That was the problem. It was like four minutes of riding time. Yes, for Rob. And Rob does this great roll when guys have a leg in on him, and he gets reverses like crazy. He's pretty that cool. move. I think that move is junk, but for some people, it's like almost unstoppable. Yeah, I, I think I, really I think why. he's one of those. When you watch him hit it, you're like, he is just has this move he, down. Yeah, he hit it again yeah. on Sunday against Jake Tucker of Michigan State, who's in the top 22, and scored immediately. So it, it is weird because no one knows how to get out of legs at Buffalo Gap. My coach used to uh, show that. <laughs> When guys had legs in, and it basically always ended terrible. Like, no one's really – it was like basically no one that good at it. Um, uh, either that or they would say, oh, what's the, how do you get out of legs? Don't let them in. Thanks for that one. Very helpful. Uh, um, okay. Uh, 65. Oh, boy. Oh, baby. All right. Marinelli, Joseph, part three. And, you know, what's interesting is you go back to their first meeting, and Shinzo was kind of rolling. He was up 5-2. Yes. Then yep. he got planted it at the Bryce Jordan Center and lost. And then they didn't wrestle again until next year at Big Tens, where it seemed like Marinelli had it going that whole match this time, and, and Shinzo wasn't able to get much happening. And so the question is, is this a matchup thing that just, for whatever reason— Chenzo just does not match up well against Alex Marinelli, or just it just happened those two times, and that's all it all it really means. For me, I just can't say Marinelli has Chenzo's number and he has his number for good. And I, I think Chenzo gets him. It's tough to say here, but I'm gonna say he gets it. I think Chenzo by decision yeah. here. I meant to watch more. I meant to watch rewatch those matches last night, so I kind of had a, a better. Uh, something better to tell you today, and I forgot. I, I got too busy, didn't watch him. Um, I agree. I don't think we can say Marinelli has Vincenzo's number in that first match. In that first match, I really felt like Vincenzo just got overconfident, and I can't remember what he what he went for when he got put on his back. I think some type of inside trip or something. Um, We're gonna have to fight you, Ben, because we are. Wait, well, maybe Ben just doesn't remember because yeah, he said he hasn't watched what? it. So what? we are the the debate then. When Marinelli Chinza one happened, was whose move oh, Marin- was it? You got, you got, you guys were wrong. But Chinza definitely went for something. Put it up on the screen. I wish we could. Can we put it up? Let me see if I can get we'll, it. To we'll this. see what we can pull off. Yeah, we can pull off here because we should. We, we should. We should have been prepped for this. We should have up. I'm. I'm. A, where would it be on? Would it be on YouTube? It was, no, we, 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 we actually it have it. Site, we have yeah. highlights of it. Oh, it's on, it's on flow. Okay, it's on flow. Let's go. Chinzo, I'm, I'm going there right now. You guys go there also. All right, we're going there. Chinzo. Well, he was dead to rights, in my opinion, at that point. He was in a body lock and went for an inside trip and then just got planted down. Whereas that it went differently the, the time previously. It was pretty obvious. I actually that, think I, I remember listening to you guys argue on this and wanting to call into the show, and now I actually get to have my own say. <laughs> yeah, now you do. We uh, I don't know if we can get this uh, up, but... Okay. Yeah, strong- February 11, 2018. Uh, it, was, it was in the second period, correct? No, I think it's third. Oh, yeah, you got you guys. You guys just have the highlights here. It's, it's you have a yeah. forty-two second highlight. So we'll be able to say okay. So Chenzo gets a double A takedown here. Um, Marinelli 
shoots. Chenzo, oh, inside trip. Okay, so that was the second takedown. So, oh, he almost got a two count on that. Yes. Oh, yeah, he definitely goes for an inside trip. Are you guys high? He goes for it. No, no we're not arguing okay. that. Yeah, he goes for it as the last ditch, in my opinion. You think he was beat by that point? Yes. No, he clearly steps in. Go watch it in slow motion. Can we get slow motion on flow? No, Dang, no slow motion. Don't... Just the real thing. Come on. I don't. I'm, I, I'm, I'm watching. Mir- it like I. So in my mind, no. Mirinelli, Mirinelli has a lock and his hips are out. Right. He's got a. He's got double unders. Yes, he has double. And then Mirinelli's he step. He steps in and he's getting ready to crunch, Chinzo. Like I think he felt very strong there and felt like he could go for it. And he steps in with that left leg with the one with his knee brace on it and like yes. starts to crunch Chinzo. Chinzo felt yeah. it and then that's when he tried to trip out. Those are the inarguable yeah. order of sequence of events <laughs> as told by Kyle Brackey, West Virginia State champion. I, I, I see. Okay. I mean, I'm not going to say it's totally unfathomable and only those guys will know. Uh, you know, only only really Vincenzo will know if he was really had at that point. I don't think I see Marinelli try to pull him in. I don't feel as though he pulls him in far enough um, where Vincenzo feels threatened. Secondly, the other thing, if Vincenzo is trying to be trying to be defensive, you see how early in that pull that Vincenzo steps his feet in. So I think what Vincenzo was waiting for was Marinelli to give that pull. When he gives that pull, that's when he explodes into his inside trip. He had just underestimated how powerful Alex Marinelli actually was. I'm, I'm watching like 10 times over. I mean, you, there, I think there's a chance you guys are right, but I, I okay. think if we asked Well, you've, def- you've at least cooled on your, uh, on your initial. Okay, never mind. Never mind. No chance. No chance now? <laughs> oh, here we go. Here we go. We've I'm, got, we've got to pull it up. Look I'm at this. It. Look at this. Here's the inside trip. Boom. You want a two count there. Whoa. Ooh, that might have been a two count, huh? Planted him. Well, regardless. Yeah, I, I, well, regardless, he knows that's probably a bad idea this time. Yeah, but yet at the same time, he got him in a pretty similar scenario at Big Tens. Well, my thing too was Chinzo was winning 5-2 at the time. He didn't need to go for that. And that's why I feel too like he felt like he was in trouble and needed to try to – hit something or he was going to his back regardless oh oh we actually have it up on the stream i was watching it on my my own computer yeah we had it oh okay so watch go go back can we replay this oh can we get back up on the stream or no i think so yeah yeah we'll get it up tyler's all over we need slow motion though can we do slow motion no slow dang it no no slow-mo oh my goodness um I wish we had slow because you can wa- watch how early as Alex tries to pull him in. Watch how early um, Vincenzo steps in on that um, inside trip. I mean, you can see that. I feel as though Vincenzo is just waiting for Alex to try to pull him in to try to explode into his uh, his inside trip. Okay. okay, so that's the first takedown. Tell me, there's not a two count on the second inside trip by Vincenzo though. All right, as a officially official referee, I, th- I think they reviewed it too. Yeah, nothing. One. I'd give it to Oh, that was two. Oh, yeah. we, well, we missed. Okay, do you see how early he steps in? Damn, <laughs> he he does step go in back. early, but go I back. just... Go back, go back, go back. Okay, right here. Stop, right, boot right there. He steps in so early in the in the sequence. I feel like he was waiting for Alex to try to pull him in because he thought he could inside trip him again. Regardless, 
the the thing that doesn't matter is those are those are all Marinelli's points. It was an unnecessary yeah. risk that Chinzo took yeah. at that point in time. Why would th- tell correct. me this? I agree. Two time national Chad, champion. Chad, Chad, Chinzo's a freaking gunslinger. That's his personality type. He's gonna freaking go for it. He is. I suppose, but uh, but how many times have you ever seen that really bite him? Basically uh, none. Well, he's, he's he's really good, so almost never. Some uh, gunslingers are really good. Some gunslingers are really bad. Uh, yeah, Chance is a gunslinger that's really good. So then it, again, can, it, go, ahead. go ahead. I was gonna say you can just see it in his personality type and the way he walks around, the swagger. Chance is a gunslinger. Like wh- whether he's whether he's pushing out bullshit or not, he buys his own bullshit. There you go. Can I, can I say that word? Can I say that word? What um, would it I'm matter gonna... if you couldn't at this point? <laughs> well, I, I would. We then, don't have some prevent... sort of. What do you think we have? You think we have someone back here? Like, you think we have someone that way with hitting the mute button? There's no tape delay. In what do you think is going on? In the future, I will not say it. Well, <laughs> let me know where my boundaries are. Okay, that would that would that's uh, definitely flirting with the boundary. You know, uh... the the. Marinelli gets to the body lock differently the the next time. He takes a leg yeah. attack and comes around the body and just puts him down for six more. So there's definitely something to that position where Marinelli is just strong. And I think there's not many guys that can match Vincenzo Joseph just strength-wise. And yes, that's maybe that's, that's part of it as well. So I don't know. What, what's your prediction on this one, Gunslinger? Oh... Uh Chenzo. Chenzo by one point. I think he's going to love that. He's going to love that all that hatred raining down on him in Iowa City. He's going to love it. Who did he wrestle uh, two years ago at Carver? I'm trying to think. Who was in that match? Was it not Marinelli? No, that, I mean, that match was two years. That was February 2018, oh, so that was, no, that Chinzo, was two years ago. Chinzo's wrestled they at didn't Carver last year. against not Alex Marinelli. Yes. Hang on one Who second. Who was it? Um... He's pulling it up. Well, so it had to be his freshman freshman year. Oh, Joey Gunther. Oh, he got Gunthered. Oh. What was the score? Eight to three. Eight three. Couldn't put uh, him away. All right. It all comes back to him. All comes back to Joey Gunther. Who he man? So Mark Hall went from eight three win or Chinzo. Oh yeah. What's wrestlers. Gunther's bonus rate this year? Well, I will tell you. It is. <laughs> He might be one of the hottest. It is twelve percent. Twelve percent. Hey, there we go. Nice. As long as you're, yeah, you want you want your offensive bonus rate to be a little bit higher than how much you're getting bonused. That's that's really the true mark of it. Well, champion. he did get he gets he got Gunther got stalled out of that match against Mark Hall. Did he get bonus another time or no? I don't know. I don't th- I don't believe so. No. So we're both going. Okay. Who you got in this one? I'm taking Alex Marinelli. Yeah, undefeated inside Carver Hawkeye Arena. He never career. lost in the regular season. Yeah. Um, oh man. I, I just. What are we doing? I, I I think this is a for whatever reason Vincenzo struggles with this match. I just watched the first period of the Big Ten yeah. Championships again. Um, Marinelli's pushing him all over the mat. He gets Chinzo hit for stalling. He got in on a single leg right as Penn State challenged a hands of the face, which they didn't win. And then he gets. Thank God, hands in the face went away. Can you guys think? Let's just think. Think about that. Yes. Yes. He got in again, and Chinzo kicked out. Like he was all over him the entire first period. For whatever reason, Marinelli matches up really well with him. Yeah, maybe I'm. Maybe we're morons. Ben, are we morons? We're just picking. He's zero and two against him, and we're picking him to. But the time he's going to win is in Carver Hawkeye. 
I, I like Vincenzo Joseph, and I, I have a hard time seeing him. I mean, I understand that maybe we should. I shouldn't have hindsight, but I have a hard time seeing him getting three in a row over Vincenzo. It's like that's probably never happened. Vincenzo's probably never lost the same guy three times in a row ever in history. True, true. Man, I just yeah, I'm going. I'm changing. I'm doing a complete 180. Dang. Yeah, oh, I think you're changing. This is official. Final answer. Final answer. Don't, my final answer is gotta... Marinelli here. I think Chinzo at some point is going to beat him, but okay. not not Carver Hawkeye. Snip, snap, snip, snap. Yeah, I'm snip, hitting snap. with a snip, snap. I'm changing my mind, but I'm not changing it like after the match. I'm changing it right now. I'm thinking more. Right now. And uh, okay. Bracky's right. You know, Chinzo was wrestling well going into the Big Ten finals. He just lost. Okay. Then another tough one. Mark Hall versus Michael Kemmer. I have always thought, Ben, this is a really, really tough matchup for Mark or for Michael Kimmer. I don't think he matches up yes. well against Mark Hall. What do you say? I totally agree. After watching the Labriola match and watching the um, Lighty match, um, I feel the same way. I feel I feel like he's had, I don't feel like he can take Mark Hall down. I really don't. And I think Mark Hall Mark Hall owes Carver one. Yes, he does. <laughs> That's true. He does. He got mired. He, <clears throat> he paid his Carver tax. He paid it. He's uh, yeah, He did his time, and now I think he's going to yeah. get it. I mean, that guy's been in so many big matches since then. Yeah. I want to say that the atmosphere won't – you can't just assume that with anyone in this situation, and maybe we're overplaying the impact of the atmosphere throughout this duel, but I don't see it getting to Mark Hall. I think he's got the skill um, advantage here. I think he could ride him. I don't think Kemmer can ride him. Kemmer's really good on top, but I don't think he can ride Mark. And main the main reason is I just don't see how Michael Kemmer scores an offensive point against him. I think he'll get in, yes. but he's never a, a quick finisher, and Mark is tricky, and he's got a diverse defensive yes. skill set. Oh, yeah. Very diverse. Yep. I mean, he, and, he, and I think his specialty, you would say, is probably the head-inside single defending against, and that's all Alex shoot. Um, sorry, Alex. Uh, that's all Michael Kemmer shoots. Yeah, so we're all are we uniformly saying Mark Hall decision here? Yes. Okay. So as it stands, I have Penn State only winning right now forty one and seventy four coming into this. You have forty one sixty five seventy four, Ben. Yes, correct. So you're a little more of an Iowa hater than I am currently. So, <laughs> so you're, you're, you're setting just, you're, it. Just, you're, just, you're getting Carver right now, Christian. <laughs> am I? Yes, you're getting Carver. <laughs> possible. It's possible. <laughs> then 84, Abasad versus Aaron Brooks. We talked about this one a little bit. And I've been thinking more about them pulling Assad and the decision went into that. They must really – Give yes. these guys a hard look at practice and be able to make really good judgments from that. Because you cannot look at their seasons at that point. Even considering the Midlands performance Assad had, it wasn't that much better than Wilkie's, right? So yeah. they are they have a or, have or, a, Nel- or Nelson Brands, right? I would I would two options at that point. Absolutely. But at least, you know, Nelson had lost to I think he lost to Bronigal and then lost to Wilkie and then Assad yeah. beat Bronigal, so it was kind of obvious and Cash beat Nelson. So it was kind of obvious the pecking order with Cash and Nelson at that point. But they they must have seen something in the room there. Yeah, watch because he had some weird losses yeah. early. Yeah, yeah. He, he had a lot. He lost 
Go ahead, Ben. So I got I got it up to Kendrick Jones and Julian Broderson, who I, I'm not sure I know where those guys wrestle for. Uh, but he lost both those guys earlier this year. Bro- Broderson's going to be pretty legit for Iowa State. He's in redshirt year. Okay. But, um, okay. but it, I wouldn't have suspected he would lose to him either, though. And then the Kendrick Jones one is just a head-scratcher. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. <clears throat> but they saw something in the room there. I don't know if he was just beating the brakes off guys or just showing something impressive. He's he's really good. And I think he's a – I don't think he matches up well. I can see this for Brooks being almost like the Vens match. First takedown Brooks, and then he can't hold down Assad. Assad gets away, maybe sneaks one at the end and rides out and maybe has a lead after one. And then at that point it's just – it's just a long day for Aaron Brooks, and it's kind of like a seven-five type of win for Assad is how I see this one going. Man, I, I, I'm having a hard time it, it, matching this one up because obviously, like you know, we had we had a couple kids who wrestled both these guys in high school, and so when I think about like how I thought about Aaron Brooks and how tough that match was going to be every single time, yes. and then I think about how we matched up against Abe Assad and how we you know our guys beat him a few times. It's like I don't I don't really view those guys on the same level, and that was a year ago. But then if I'm if I'm if you want to say hey here's the results from this season, who are you picking? It's like well, it's obvious that I should pick Abe Assad. It's obvious, and so I am having such a hard time picking Abe Assad, even though I know that I should. I don't, man. I I wouldn't dis. I don't think it's crazy to pick Brooks in this spot. Maybe Brooks. You don't think so? No, absolutely not. Even well, so he, also, he lost you're band. not exactly right oh. about your. His results are not what? that much better than Brooks. He does have so the who, common who opponent with Vince. Okay, who has he beaten? Aaron. He beat Chris Weiler. Okay, um, but is that only good win of the year? He has a win over Bronigle, who's a top fifteen okay. guy. Um, but yeah, no, he beat Billy Janzer, who's ranked. Jan Janzer's not ranked high, is he? He's no, real no, no he's, these like guys are ranked he's like twenty. I'm, they're ranked twins. I'm yeah. just listing them off. Okay, okay, fair enough. Um, he doesn't yeah, have any head I mean, scratching losses, of which you could say Assad well, yeah, at this has point how many has matches? two. T- ten matches, seven matches, eight, eight matches, matches, and the one loss to Vince. Yeah, he's had he's cool. had opportunities for a head scratching loss. He has beaten guys worse or yeah, beaten yeah, guys I better than see. the two guys he lost to. Assad yes. lost to. All right. I gotta go with Brooks. I can't. I can't. I gotta go with Brooks. The so the Iowa hatred continues for Ben. I don't think you're. I don't. I, this one is weird for me because Vince sort of horsed Brooks in my estimation. I thought he was just yes. a little. It kind of overpowered him. Don't know if Assad. I think Assad's pretty pretty big and strong for the weight, but I don't know if he'll be able to. And also, is is there a little thing in Brooks's mind? Is like, man, I. We're the same grade, or I'm a year older than this kid, and I've, I was way better than this guy grade. in high school. Same grade? Yes. Well, okay. Yeah, I guess so, because I was, I was thinking uh, Brooks Bahia did the Olympic redshirt his senior yeah. year. Yeah. So, same grade. I was the bigger recruit. I'm the better guy. I can send a message here. I could see him having, like, kind of that mentality and maybe picking him apart from his feet and not being able to be exploited on the mat. Um I'm going with Assad here. I I think it's a tough matchup right now as Assad's been wrestling, but I could see him just having a real advantage on his feet and being able to get to legs consistently. 
But I think some easy takedowns are going to come Assad's way this time. And we'll see what it looks like at Big Tens and NCAAs. But I think this time, some easy reattack, go behind stuff is the difference here. Yeah. Okay, so we're okay. different there. So now Bra- you have, is Bra- you have four wins. Is Bracky picking there? I I, I would take. I I would take Assad. I I see Brooks struggling with the head like the head hands defense, and Assad is just he's finding ways to win. Um, yeah. That Brooks couldn't. I mean, I guess it's only one match, but he couldn't do it against Vins. But he Assad was losing late to Vins or in the second period, comes away decisively in that one. Um, he gets it done against Rocky late. I I just like the way Assad's wrestling right now. Yeah, the Rocky match actually has me ner- more nervous about picking Assad. That it was that was a really close match, and you know maybe Rocky's maybe those are matches that Assad I, should be. That playing. one doesn't give me pause at all, just because I think Rocky's more conservative, and those mm-hmm. guys are willing to just kind of stand there and and hand yeah. fight. Where I think Brooks is going to like fire off attacks and give Assad chances yeah. to reattack. Yes, that's a good point. All right, I feel better about it now. I've got I've got Assad here, but who knows what this looks like? Big Ten's NCAs. I really yes. feel that way. 197, this is a big one for, for Ben's Whoa. prediction. Shakur Rashid. I also just, I also just looked at how many questions you guys have in the freaking document. We <laughs> need to get done with this match because we have like 70, 74 questions listed. Well, we never ask them all. I put a, I put a bunch in there, and then you kind of you peruse a little bit. Um, okay. Well, there's yeah. a lot on there today. Well, oh, it's man. two days worth. Okay, sure, sure, sure. We didn't yeah. get any yesterday. Yeah, we'll get to them. We'll get to them. Okay. So 197, Shakur Rashid versus Jacob Warner. This is the question mark match. This is the one you're like, who the heck knows? They held Warner out. Uh, he lost to Schultz. Shakur lost to Schultz. He doesn't look right. And yet this is going to be a, an absolutely, could be a pivotal match for the duel, especially if it's going the way Ben is predicting. Ben, you yes. start this well, one. This is the end of it. This is the end of the Penn State rally because I, I just don't see um, Shakur in his current form beating Jacob Warner. Can't see it. I don't see it either. I like Jacob in this one. My spidey sense tingles a bit for this Ooh. one. Uh, that Spidey sense. If, if he wants to stand there and they, they want to look at each other for a period, which can happen. It could, ha- it could happen. Then – at that point, I don't know. And yes, Eric Schultz got away, but maybe Shakur can ride him, you know? And he hasn't yeah. looked great on top or dominant on top, and he's had some losses, but maybe this is a time he can ride him a little bit. And Jacob has not always been lights out from the bottom position. He's not an automatic escape. Yep. But I'm just – if it's a question and it's close, I'm just – I'm leaning Iowa. Right, and so I'm going Warner yeah. here, and I'm more woke to an upset maybe than than Ben is. I'm not very woke. Not woke. <laughs> Kyle All right, Steven. let's go. Oh, uh, yeah. I I just don't see Shakur taking him down. Yeah, I I can't envision any scenario, especially after watching uh, the Schultz match where he beats. The head hands of Warner and gets in scores. I don't right. Know. Hmm, I kind of think I got this one wrong, but I'm not going to change my mind. I'm sticking with Warner. Then heavyweight Big Daddy Cass versus Nevels, who I think they call like Big Snacks or something. Oh, really? Some, something. <laughs> snacks are involved with Seth Nevels' name. Big Snacks versus Big Tone. Big Tone. <laughs> wow. 
the battle of the biggest. And uh, I've got Cassiope in like a 5-1-ish kind of match. I agree. Let's go to questions from friends. Questions from friends. <laughs> oh, hey, I want to hit on something real quick. Yeah. Uh, this was kind of interesting yesterday. Uh, two Oklahoma State football players joined the wrestling team oh. af- after winter break. Um, and it doesn't sound like it's just for them because they, re- they won – they combined to win five Oklahoma high school state championships. They're not just trying this out for the first time. And it sounds like it's not just like a way to stay in shape or that they missed wrestling. Uh, it sounds like Brock Martin um, is going to legit get a couple wrestle-offs this week. Ben, why don't you describe uh, or perhaps reenact the recruitment of John Smith of these football players? <laughs> <laughs> oh, this should become a radio set. Yeah. Well... Well, you know, he had to go to Mike Gundy first, obviously, right? Like, yeah, you got to go to Gundy. Yep. So, you know, he walked walked down the hallway, goes yep. to the office. Hey, Mike, we're we're having a little trouble here at heavyweight this year. I see you got a couple boys on that team that won some state titles. How about you let me use them for a little bit? <laughs> Mike, all right, we're sure going we're going to bring them in. <laughs> you you know, Mike Mike got John's the man there. He ain't, yes. he ain't crossing. Mike Gundy is not crossing John's. Up. All right. Well, you sit in practice on Monday. We're gonna hand wrestle off and see if we can't make something out of them boys. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, it's really interesting because Oklahoma State has not been good at heavyweight this year. And duels, uh, they're four and nine. Um, Ooh, so yeah, and uh, Austin Harris looks very undersized. Yeah. But uh, the Brock Martin kid's a defensive end and weighs two hundred forty-five pounds. So no undersized there. Without pads, can he wear pads? They're not going to let him wear pads. <laughs> okay, no pads. He's also, he, he's six four too, so he's tall. Okay, remember Jan Johnson? Penn yeah. State pulled him out when uh, oh, Nick yeah. Neville's got hurt. They busted out Jan Johnson for a little bit. He took down Marsden that year. He was he lost. But <laughs> that was like a thing. He went on to have a really good football career at Penn State. Too. Really? Yes, he was very good. Awesome. Is he going to be in the league? Probably not. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not sure what his. Draft well, you're the owner. Is. You're an owner of the Packers. You should draft Jan Johnson. I'd draft him. Okay. You need to draft Jan Johnson and and Josh Hokett. Okay. With your first Done. two. With your first two picks. And then if Brock Martin starts, I'm drafting him and too. You drop, yeah, Brock Martin. There we go. <laughs> now the that'll get the Packers over the hump. Okay. So yeah, that's uh David Taylor going to Pan Am's. It's official. We kind of had hinted at this yeah. and guessed that this was going to happen. So David Taylor will make his. Uh, debut, I don't know, it's not a debut, he's been wrestling a, a little while now, but first time back since injury competing, so excited to see him, and the stakes are high because he's trying to qualify the weight for the for the Olympics, which we have a lot of weights not qualified. Well, it's, but it's only the, the finalists qualify. Is there anyone that can even remotely challenge him at that weight class? I mean, I know that Cuba usually has a, a solid representative, but is there anyone else that's even solid? Absolutely not. No, he'll do it. I mean, if he's if David's okay. on the level, he will qualify the weight. No questions asked. I mean, he's pound for pound, maybe the first or second best guy going going into last year. He was one of the best wrestlers in the world at any weight class. So yeah, he's a yeah. he's a big favorite. Tor Blanca Caralta has been a thorn in his side, but you know, someone smashed him at uh who or wait Malik Amin or Miles Amin beat him. Yeah, so he'll be fine. He'll be fine. No trouble. No trouble for David. I'm excited to see him and excited to see who else we send. Um, 
because that'll be big, and that'll have Olympic trials ramifications as as we've discussed. So that's when it, when does that team come out? When do we announce who we're sending? Uh, USA was here last week. They said it'd be a couple weeks. So okay, I don't know, maybe two weeks from now. Hopefully, okay. we'll get that. And, and or, the women's team is having wrestle offs for some of those spots. Is the men's team doing that or no? I don't think the men's team is having wrestle offs. I think it's more okay. set, or okay. like there, there's like a process that they they can follow. Got so it. that'll be cool. Um, <laughs> all right. Now we can go to questions. Yay. For the impatient Ben Askren. <laughs> all right. I, Actually, never... do you want to do a Tuesday headline? Tuesday? Oh, yeah. Let's do Tuesday. You at least got to do yours. Do yeah, I got to at least do mine. Yeah. You lead us off, CP. Oh, man. It's got to be big. And I don't have to believe it. That's, a, that's another one of the rules of Tuesday headlines. Oh, I thought you came out prepared. Uh, no, I'm not prepared. I'm not prepared. But uh, actually, well, my, I... My, uh, my... Go, Go ahead. ahead. You. My obvious one is Penn State upsets yeah. Iowa. In Dang it, I should have went. <laughs> should have went. You should have went. Okay. Um, I'll go smaller. Um, RBY takes out DeSanto. Ooh. That would be sassy if that happened. What, what's... What's more likely, RBY to take out DeSanto or Penn State to take out Iowa? Um, that's a tough one. That's like a Sam Heron question. I think RBY. RBY is more yeah. likely than. Okay. I think too much has to go right. Yeah. You need. Maybe not. I don't know. I, I've Anytime you think, anytime you go through a duel and it's just like, that was kind of easy, right? We weren't really yeah. like, oh, oh it's just, that's when you know it's going to be not what you think, <laughs> right? So we're all uh, pretty yeah. uniformly. This should be Iowa. It's really tough. That's that's when you know wrestling's going to happen and something wild will go down and it won't be as standard as, as we may think. So that's it. something to look forward to as well. And uh, we'll be right there. We'll be watching front and center, Ben. Nice. I was thinking we should do well, a we should do like we a pre-show. Be front, before. Are we gonna are we gonna be like on top? Like where are we gonna be for real? I I can't imagine. I would think we'll be able to be down there on the main little strip. But if not, if we're in like the press well, section, that's a pretty good seat too. Okay. Well, I was thinking like you know a lot of a lot of the MMA shows, for example, they set up like on top. You know, and uh, uh, for the pre-show, they set up kind of on top. And they film, you know, going down. I don't know who those capabilities are not. But obviously, we could be up there. People would be walking by, but hey, here's your Casey's Pizza. Here's your Casey's Pizza. <laughs> Always throwing Casey's Pizzas out everywhere. Just chucking Boom. pizzas at people. Yes. Yeah, it's easier to throw a bag of peanuts, but Ben's going to try to throw boxes of, of breakfast well, pizza Well, I have disc, disc golf skills, you know, so I could probably make some distance with my uh, – Pizza throwing. Yeah. Hey, so people keep asking about, like, your drivers and stuff like that. I don't put those in. People want to ask, like, <laughs> Frisbee golf-related questions. I don't put them in, oh, Ben. Really? I hope you're not offended. But I'm like, I don't know. Well, how many people yeah, want to hear you, this? You wouldn't understand. Uh, I'll just tell them <laughs> my, the, the, the buzz is my favorite disc, and we'll just leave it at that. Just leave it at buzz. that. What else do you need Multiple to know? Like buzz. Four to, four to five Zs. <laughs> yeah, I don't know where they're going to uh, seat us. I'm sure I'm sure we'll have good seats. It's not really a bad seat at Carver, so I think it'll be fine. Uh, it's just a matter of where you're going to be throwing pizzas from, it sounds like. Okay. 
get to these questions. I want to ask, start with some from yesterday that we didn't get to. Okay. Um, well, my my buddy Ben Golden wanted to know uh, how he how Ben how Sammy Sasso can work more offense into the mix. Oh, uh, he needs to do that also. Yeah, how, I, how, I, I talked earlier earlier about how he needs to work on more scrambles, but Ben Golden is correct. He he needs to get some more. Dynamic. I mean, his biggest problem is he gives up underhooks like a sieve. I mean, like CP, you could go in there underhook Sammy Sasso. He's too comfortable. <laughs> He needs to realize if he's getting underhooked, he's not going to be able to shoot on him. He needs to get out of there and start shooting on people. All right, there you go. Get out of the underhook. Jake asks, where's Cody Brewer? He's in Blacksburg, Virginia, coaching the Virginia Tech Hokies. Yep. That was an easy Uh, question. Yeah, no problem there. That was more informational than a a really tough one. Um, Any other questions here? Did you see Soslan Romanov won this weekend rush after a long break? Impressive. We did see that. And we talked about that a little bit. Um, all right, here's a good one. Most likely, DeSanto parties minus one uh, and decides the duel. B, Chenzo goes break stick minus one Penn State and decides the duel. C, staffs me at the table giving each other the stall pose, resulting in greatest wrestling picture <laughs> ever. Or D, Iowa dominates causing Askren to team up with Perry, Hawkeye Wrestling Club, and eight open AWA Iowa City. <laughs> you and Mark Perry starting a club. That would be pretty oh, sick. Man. Is that going to happen? Uh, well, I think that'd probably be the least likely one. I would guess. <laughs> I mean, who knows? Well, we might expand to Iowa City at some point. Not, not soon. Um, you got to say this, this, this duel is going to get DeSanto all revved up, and he doesn't need a lot to get revved up, but he's going to be revved up. I'm saying DeSanto partying on someone is the most likely scenario. This was um this was about the time last year when DeSanto got in all the hot water for uh, the antics at Nebraska, mm-hmm. and then after mm-hmm. that duel, he was a much calmer wrestler. He was a good boy. Yes, uh, so I could see. I don't think it's going to cost him the duel, but I could I could see DeSanto doing doing something. Uh, oh yeah, after after a win or after the whistle, it's it's. Being well behaved is very much on Austin DeSanto's mind. You can say, and listen to his press conferences. It's, <laughs> it's interesting. He keeps talking about he needs to be leaner, needs to be leaner. I wonder if he was letting his weight get a little high because he made multiple comments like, I got to be leaner. And he was kind of like, basically, I took it as him suggesting he was a little big coming into the Love It match and didn't cut his weight right. And that impacted mm. him in the third. So. That could have been something, but he does seem like he has matured a lot. He um he still I, does some stuff. I don't though. know if you guys saw it. Uh, so I, he was obviously very calm and well behaved during the Decatur match. Um, but then as he walked off the mat, him and Brands did the thing where they just like screamed. Yes, like in each other's face, and then DeSanto <laughs> was talking to the camera. Yeah, but they were on the. I don't even know. If it, <laughs> I don't. I don't know if it was a Big Ten camera or not because. He w- it they, was not like they, they, they gave DeSanto a fake camera. So they couldn't get in well, I don't know. I don't know if it was like the <laughs> University of Iowa's like athletic department camera or something. But uh, they had the camera of him walking off the mat, and then he saw another one, and he started talking to it, like cutting a promo. I, I, I want to know what he said so bad. I do too. Oh god! And then they're like, yeah, "Hey, what did what did Tom say to you after after the?" He's like, "I don't know." Getting pumped up. <laughs> they don't even know what they're saying to each other. They're just like so jacked on energy. All right, Ben, I need your answer on this one. How does oh, a 2019 God. Yanni match up against a 2020 Luke Pletcher? 
Oh, that's a good question. This is a very, um, it's a very tough that, one. One that yeah, if we it, ask this in November, it's laughed at. It's it's definitely. But I mean, one one of Luke Pletcher's things he's doing so well this year is getting through shots, right? Not getting stuck in the scrambles. And when he does scramble, he's he's really high level in there. Um, I can we answer this question after he wrestles Nick Lee in a couple weeks? Sure. Can we answer it then? Can we? That would be that would be much better. Um, and then also there's the like Yanni from last season, and then there's the Yanni from the U.S. Open. Yeah. Which Yanni? Are, which Yanni are we getting? Because if the Yanni from the U.S. Open. Yeah, that Yanni this was a destroyer of worlds. He was. That's, he was he was on fire. So let's revisit in a couple weeks after this. All right. Match. All right, you ducked that one. Nice one. Uh, <laughs> of all the current number one ranked wrestlers, who would you least like to wrestle? We should do least yeah. and most like to wrestle. This is interesting for Ben because I could like you could actually wrestle these people and it would not be what it would be for uh, Kyle and I. Well, I'm trying to think through all the number. I'm trying to think through all. Uh, does it have to be a weight class, or can we shrink or grow our bodies? You can. Your that? body can be whatever you need it to be to <laughs> wrestle this person. So it's Spencer, Gross, Pletcher, Boo, Deacon, Chenzo, Hall, Zahid, Oh, Colin, and Gable. Well, I, I think I, for for me it's easy. It's Spencer Lee. I want to feel because we talked about this being a show. What he does is not anything like, oh my god, what's he doing? I don't know what he's doing. It's so unique. It's so creative. It's just like, okay, he's like, um, he's grabbing that guy's wrist and then he's pulling it in and then the guy can't stop him. You know, like that's that that's it. I want to see if that. I want to see what it feels like. That's what. That's what I want. So, but the question is least like to wrestle. So we just did most. Oh. I would really like to feel that from Spencer. Like, how insane is it? So he chops guys. They're like their faces hit the mat. He's so powerful there. So it has to feel very yeah. different. I would like to feel that. But who's who would you least like to wrestle? I want zero part of Zahid Vontaire or Gable Stevenson because they are very mean and will embarrass you. Yes, I feel like I will get made fun of. I will be memed <laughs> and gift like crazy. Uh, because not only like not only are they like slick enough to hit something on you that makes you look like you've never stepped on a mat <laughs> before, they are also mean. Like Zahid was trying to the crap out of you. decapitate Gavin Hoffman when he was trying to lock up that cradle. Yes, and yes, he clubs the crap out of you, and so does Gable. Yeah, that's like his main. Uh, Zahid's like club and sweep. That's like his thing, and he he whacks pretty hard. He's been doing MMA since twelve. What am I supposed to do against <laughs> He's been that? Underground Zahid? fighting. Taggone it! He's been cockfighting since sixth grade. <laughs> And I'm supposed to <laughs> I'm supposed to go against that guy, Ben? I got kids. Oh my goodness. Oh wow. <laughs> Who would you um, least like to wrestle, Ben? It's just a boring one. I mean, I, I don't want to pick on people here, but uh I guess Marinelli or is Marinelli anymore or is Joseph? No, Chenzo. Chenzo. Yeah, both of them are kind of boring to me. Wow. You know, good a so, good solid positionally. Um, it's not going to be a shootout or a dynamic match. It's not some. Was oh my Shinzo God a gunslinger? Or is he stopped. boring? He's both at the same time. Wow, a rare. Like, I don't, I don't think that's possible. You can't it, be. It, it absolutely is. Like no one watched Brett Favre and was like, oh, "That guy's a gunslinger," but he is boring as crap sometimes. Yeah. No gunslinger. <laughs> the the whole part of gunslinger is you only sling. Just because no, you would. Yes. No. Yes. Absolutely. Are you guys telling me? Listen, this has been scientifically proven that people can have multiple personalities and not schizophrenia, <laughs> multiple personalities within their own body. That's uh, what's I'm trying to figure out. This uh, there's the one study where kids cheat 
and you can't say this kid's a cheater in school or he's not. It's like very situation specific whether they're going to be a cheater or not. That, that has been proven without a shadow of doubt. You put Vincenzo in the right situation, he's absolutely a gunslinger. But at the same time, hey, if he's up 8-2, to two, yeah, he's good being up 8-2. to two. He'll just stay in position and do his thing, you know? Okay. I think it's that... It's very situational. Got it. Got it. Um... Like, he's not scared. He's not scared to take a, a chance. That, that is, I mean, he's just not scared of that, right? But does he go take chances all the time for no reason? No. Does he feel the need to win every single match by 15 points? No. But he's not he's not afraid. He's not fearful of taking chances whatsoever. You know, Bull's not That's ranked fair. number one, uh, but he would also enter my least category because he tries to do that three-quarter stack just to hurt you. Also, because no one ever goes over. He never turns anyone with it, but he just yeah. gets the no, guy to go I've flat. I've seen him make them flip over sometimes, but he can't keep them on their he back. Can't, he can't <laughs> keep them over. He can't keep them over. He that does, looks, yeah, he does he, he doesn't have the right technique on that. He's, he needs to adjust it a little bit. You know, I think he's just trying to hurt them. At Buffalo Gap, we actually we had a little system for this move. And uh, you need to <laughs> scoop the ankle. Right. You have to have the ankle scoop. you got to bury that shoulder deep. You know, Alex, I'm coming to Iowa City. I can put a whole whole little he tutorial He also does there. the uh, kick your leg out when he's releasing you. He gets that every yeah. time. People are just end up yeah. look like they slipped on a banana every time he releases them. <laughs> that ra- that rarely ends up in near fall. I think he did it against the Lehigh guy once. Yeah, he sent him flying. That was <laughs> it's, it's wild. Uh, DeSanto also for number two. I want no part of that. Oh no, thank you. Wait, he Gavin Teasdale has like a permanent like bruise tattoo from where well, you grabs- you saw um, Decatur during the match. Like looked at the ref and was like, he's like like he was like motioning to his arm yeah. <laughs> like hey like he's like. Grabbing me. <laughs> Another thing I noticed, Decatur doesn't really sweat. I don't know if you – I was watching this. I was like, how is he not sweating right now? Wow. That maybe I don't know. It could, there could be some biological factors at work here. It's like Ben not stinking. Yeah, Ben doesn't yes, stink. So, Decatur doesn't so, sweat. Someone actually tweeted me about – I think it's like called ACB111 or something. That there's a specific gene that you can have that doesn't yes. allow you to stink. Yeah, I th- it's I probably, probably Neanderthal-related. Since you, it you, definitely is. Absolutely, you mentioned you have caveman blood are, are, coursing through your. Veins. Are you telling me? Are you telling me? Uh, DeSanto doesn't have some caveman blood in him. That that dude's got some caveman blood in him. He might. He definitely does. <laughs> There's no doubt. Okay. <laughs> he, hey, Austin DeSanto would have done really well in the era where you had to fight people and then like carry your wife over your shoulder back to your village. <laughs> yeah, he <laughs> literally the fireman carry man. Yeah. Maybe perhaps that is the secret to his success. Uh-huh. Oh, Okay, uh, I I wrestle ELO. Thoughts on Iowa's possible new facility, specifically? Oh, I saw this. And the facility's arms race in general. Good for the sport, but bad for the non-tier one programs. I think it's only a win. I think it's only good. Um, yeah, I agree. Well, we're we're it's, seeing some maybe non-tier one programs getting new yeah. facilities. Campbell's Campbell. just getting this brand new thing. Mm, um, true. I guess Rutgers just had a national champ, but before that, yeah, th- they just got a brand new facility. Um, so you're seeing it across the country. Tech's got really nice stuff. UVA, I know, is getting a new thing. Yeah, um, West yeah. Virginia too. They're building a whole new Olympic sports really? complex. Yeah, their rooms. Well, the their rooms not going to change, but they're getting like more stuff. Yeah, wait, new like weight room just for like Olympic sports stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. I think it's good. I think if you ever think in college athletics. 
I, th- I think the word parody is like way overused and it's like this ideal that people say they want but you don't really actually want that all things being equal I don't think I think there's just a natural bell curve for everything and I think it's okay that some programs are just going to inherently have more it's a part of sports and also life yes. and you know okay. Iowa is just always going to have more and the Penn State's going to have more and Ohio's, it's just the way it is but I think that they're raising the bar right and I think that's a great thing yeah. for the sport and I'm excited to see what what they come up with uh, more money in the sport is good. If you could binge eat Casey's General Store Pizza with one D1 coach, who would it be? Mm. Ben, who would that be for you? Oh, let's see. Uh, it, it's, uh, it, there's only one obvious one for me. Uh, here's what I'm going to do. Um, I'm going to first bug the room with multiple cameras, mm-hmm. and then I'm going to sit down and have a nice long conversation with Kale because I want to interview him. I probably asked him ten times and he said no. So listen, folks you asked, watching. You asked him 10 times no. to eat Casey's General Store pizza with you, and he said no? <laughs> no, no, for an interview. For an interview. Come on. He, if I would have put Casey's in there, it probably would have been done already. May, yeah, maybe you should because he did live in Iowa for a time. And all Iowans love pizza or Casey's. So. I think he likes lemon pies and maybe Mountain Dew. Mountain Dew for sure from what we've heard. Yeah. I'll, br- I'll bribe him with a 30-pack of Mountain Dew in, uh, in a box of Casey's pizza and maybe we'll get done. So I would bug through with cameras. I would sit down. Hey, buddy, we're just talking. And then it would be a glorious interview of Kale Sanderson, uh, you know, in, in, in a natural environment. Yeah. I th- yeah. Mine's Kale or John Smith for sure. Yeah. Um. Because I feel like I understand them both the least, like know like mm. know about them. Especially, I mean, especially Kale. It's Kale because it's Kale. The man just in, is just I don't know if the word enigma, but he's like he's a Ooh, recluse. That's what I was gonna use. He's, he's a, recluse a recluse in many ways. Yes. he's like a recluse, but he's the best coach uh, in the country. You know, so yeah. And I think he does have a unique way of looking at a lot of things. So I would like that. Yes. Um, who's yours? Um, you can't say Joel Greenley, dude. I know you've probably you probably literally done that yeah. with him. <laughs> um, John Smith's really interesting to me because you guys already took Kale. Because I mean, I've been around him a little bit, having been at the bunch of the Oklahoma State duels, and he's just he's very open and honest. Yeah. Um, I I think you could have a really good conversation with him in a relaxed setting like that. Yes. Okay. Um, which weight class final will they wrestle last at NCAs this year? That's a good one. I saw so um, it could be 84 because they tend to lean towards a guy who's about to have the biggest career accomplishment frequently. It would be awesome. I'm all about this team race happening and being a thing. Yeah. So it would be great if it was like start at 74 – if it was Hall, Kemmer, end with 65, Chinzo, Bull, with like some title ramifications in the mix. So I would like that. I could see them starting in 97, ending at 84, Colin going for his title, capping off his career, and ending with Zahid, who's going for his third and capping off an amazing career. So if I had to like, Wait. Like, bet, I'd say 84. What? What about, what about the homeboy? This is in Minneapolis. That is Gable Stevenson's turf. They're ending it. That's his city. That should have That's no. City. That shouldn't have any impact That's on the good. decision, though. No way. It, it, I think it should. I think it should. We're in Minneapolis. There's, there's a freaking football stadium. Of people there. Give like Gable have. I think like if you're gonna have criteria on it, it should be team race, 
then just like best match, mm-hmm. and then like career career achievement. Yeah, and then home. Where city. where where is home city's four or what? Yeah, home city would be four then, because okay. it's for you make the decision for the for the broadcast too. Because minute minute like Gable's only he's only a sophomore. Yeah, not like he's like a senior. Um, and then Minnesota's not going to be. It's not going to affect the team race probably. I guess. Yeah. Well, I don't think there's going to be a team Oakley, race. But... In all in all fairness, I don't think there will be any team race. Yeah, we know. You said that. <laughs> For that a couple times. You canceled the team race. You next topic the team race. We're not even, having, topic... the, we're not even having the tournament anymore. Yeah, it's canceled now. I don't know what we're going to do with these tickets or these press credentials. Um, hotel rooms. You, lit- you canceled – you canceled the team race for a team with Penn State, coached by Kale Sanderson, with multiple national champions. Just, just putting it out there. You did. Maybe that. get Kassar, if they if they get Kassar healthy, I'll uncancel it. <laughs> okay. Um, all right. This is a good one. I feel like uh, Bracky's could be helpful for this one. Okay. Can't wait for Friday night. This is from Nude Sleepwalker. So David Bray. Dropping my wife Whoa. at the airport, then headed home to watch Penn State, Iowa. Just me and the dogs. What should I pick up to eat mm. other than Casey's Pizza? What's your where, go-to? Where, where does he live? Is it He lives in Iowa? I don't know where he lives. He lives near an airport. <laughs> so that narrows it down. <laughs> wow. <laughs> uh, I'm big junk food guy. Yep. Um, I don't even know if it's considered junk food, but I love it. Uh I think B Dubs would be a great Buffalo Wild Wings would be a great bunch of wings. Mm-hmm. Then get you oh, some. Oh, I think Buffalo Wild Wings is terrible. Thank you. Oh, oh god, it's terrible. I cannot it's stand terrible, it. CP. It's I terrible, CP. I love Buffalo Wings. They are bad Buffalo Wings. They're not that bad. They are not good. They're not good at anything. Buffalo Wings. Is not okay, good fine. At anything. You don't have to get Buffalo Wild Wings. Just get wings from somewhere. <laughs> wings. Get wings from somewhere. That you like, and maybe you get them with a pizza. Yes. Uh, and then you gotta have a lot of a lot of soda. A lot of soda. <laughs> a lot yeah, of soda lot of pop. pop. Um. Yeah, I am. I'm a big pizza and wings guy. Yeah. I love pizza. I love good buffalo wings. Probably get a little wing stop wings around here. Those are really good. Uh, <laughs> a nice, nice cheese pizza. What's Ben getting? Uh, probably uh, some type of Mexican food, you know, some, some tacos, some chips and salsa, some guacamole. Maybe if we're getting a little wild, maybe throw some queso in there. Oh, oh. okay. Okay. He's going crazy with it. Yeah. Actually, it's, I, I changed my mind the whole time. I'm going to go and, uh, I'm not going to pick anything up. I'm going to make a delicious Thanksgiving dinner. To watch <laughs> oh, turkey, so mashed potatoes, you're so full of crap. green bean casserole. He's gonna You're take. Lying. He's gonna take no. Friday off make, so make, he can prepare the meal all day. Make a couple pies. Yeah, I'm taking Friday off. <laughs> Actually, wife, I'll take you to the airport, but you have to help me stuff this turkey, and then I'll take you to the airport because these things are uh, difficult to brine, etc. So that's what I'm gonna do. Um, but also pizza and wings. What do you drink? Anything, Ben? I know you don't drink alcohol, but do you drink like anything but water? Almond milk, water, maybe sparkling water. Do you do you have like I I finished my coffee this morning already. Do you have something like where Doug Schwab like loves Mountain Dew or like anything like that? No, no. I told you guys I was obese when I was younger, (laughs) and uh, I said I don't want to be obese anymore. I lost thirty pounds. I stopped drinking soda. 
I've drank maybe since age 11, maybe 10 sodas. Damn. It's gross. Soda's gross. Everyone I should quit soda. I don't drink it it's much terrible. either. I, I don't, can't quit it. I don't care for it. The only th- I will make an exception for an occasional vanilla Coke mm. or a root beer float. Uh, vanilla. Root beer floats. Uh. Tell me you don't like root beer floats, Ben. I, I, I haven't had a root beer float in 20 years. I'll eat wow. some ice cream, though. I love ice cream. Do you do you feel like uh you you would uh you would become a fat person if you let yourself um eat and drink like crazy again? Well, I gotta get this damn hip surgery, so that's why I was gonna wrestle in Midlands every year. So I did just so the only reason was just so I didn't get obese, right? So I had to make like a hundred uh, weight class every every December. That was my plan. So after this hip surgery, maybe I'll, I'll reevaluate that plan. Okay. <clears throat> well, it's nine forty seven. Oh, well, go ahead. Well, I, I meant to bring it up earlier, but uh, I saw Uh-oh. Dresser met with the media again. Oh. Um, and he, he stood by everything. Uh, his main issue with everyone was weight. And he said that so far in the two days after uh, the duels, everyone's hit their weight, what they're supposed to weigh. So, hmm. Wow. I would just consider that regression to the mean, personally. <laughs> <laughs> All uh, right. Like Austin DeSanto. He's regressing to his mean weight class. Yes. He's getting a little too cocky. Yes, indeed. Okay. Hey, we are ready to go. Feel free to play us out. Tyler in the back. Um, Thank you guys so much for listening. 452 strong. We will be back tomorrow. I will not be here. Christian will not. I will not be here. I will be mm, currently in the air from Dallas to Cedar Rapids, Iowa. Cannot wait to touch down there and um, for this Iowa-Penn State duel. Ben Asker and I will be live from that. More to come on that as uh, we finalize those details, but Ben Asker and I from the floor during Iowa-Penn State. For Ben, Kyle, yep. I'm Christian Piles. Thanks a lot. We will see you tomorrow. Peace.